0: Hey, we're Ramones of the Day. This one's called Danny Says. One, two, three, four! Welcome to Ramones of the Day, the podcast examining every single Ramones song alphabetically from 53rd to the word zero. I am Philip. And I'm Ollie. And with us today is guest John Ross Bowie. Hello! Hello! Thank you for coming back. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> uh, today, we are discussing Danny Says. This is uh, from 1980s, end of the century. John, you might know something about that. Um, I it is, some thoughts. It is, it is written by Joey, Joey Ramone. And um, <laughs> I like that I have a first name basis. Joe Pantoliano. Je- Ooh. Yeah, I got confused. From the Matrix. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> um, Matrix. And I, I gave this a song category of touring with a minor in love. <laughs> Most, most I've people. never heard you assign a minor to a song. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've heard
1: the categorization on the podcast, yeah, yeah. but I've never heard the minor. Don't you feel like touring with a minor
0: in love? Don't you Not feel like love any... with a
1: minor in touring?
0: Uh, I gave it. I gave it the touring because it feels so much. Well, you, uh, I guess we'll. This is open for debate. Sure. But I gave it touring because it talks so much about them being. Where they were right. in, in that moment in that moment, but obviously it's like it's like, it's like him writing a letter to you know yeah, yeah, it's a
2: love letter, yeah,
0: it's a love letter. it's so sweet. it's a love letter I about was. a tour. So that's why you know well, you can it's not double just major a love
2: letter about a tour. I think it's really a love letter to his girlfriend that he's just i this is what I get when I listen to it, and I do love this song mm-hmm. that he's on tour and he's kind of missing her and he gets this inspiration guess. to write this sure. song at whatever it says he wrote it in his hotel room and, it, mm-hmm. you know, and I just love that he's kind of missing her, and, and it is about the tour, but it's mostly because he's kind of missing her while he's on tour. Yeah.
0: Let me get some things out of the way, and then we're going to go to the expert witness. Um, this, <laughs> this song, uh, the Ramones never played live, yeah. which I found a little bit surprising, only that, I don't know, they played a zillion shows. I, I can see why they wouldn't do it because of, you know, the the strings and stuff. Yeah. You know the, the production of it evolved. But it was a little surprising. It's been covered by a number of other people, including Joey Ramone. Yeah, uh, which I I felt like that was. I imagine the scenario was like, okay, the Ramones are done. You know what I'm playing? <laughs> I'm playing that damn song. No kidding. Um, uh, yeah.
1: Uh, That's a really passive aggressive dig at Johnny. I think. Uh, yeah. To play that song that that. Johnny didn't want to record, never wanted to play live, and to like wait for the band to break up and then like make it a staple of your live set. Yeah, right. That's that's but, a, that's a diss track essentially. But right?
0: then
2: also he's right, man.
0: It's a great song. Yeah, it's a great but song. Then, that's a song. But then uh, I know he also said Johnny said something about it, like this is what, in his opinion, what the Phil Spector production brought was on the slower songs that yeah. like that sort of punch up. Yeah. About that, um, yeah. Uh, anybody else got any facts about this? <laughs> You got any facts about this, John? You've been thinking about this for a while, for your play, Four I, so, Chords and a Gun, coming out in July? Thank you. <laughs> um,
1: uh, well, Danny is, is is Danny Fields, who was is, who is the first manager of uh, of the Ramones. Right. Um, in the play, I've taken, uh, just to save time and to kind of streamline things, I, I smushed Danny up with Monty Melnick and Arturo Vega. Okay. And Danny Fields into this character Danny, who is never seen as sort of like the Godot of the play, who's offstage telling people <laughs> telling people what to do and and. Um,
2: and so, sorry for one second. Mm. So your play follows the Ramones through this time period only, yeah. where they recorded with Phil Spector. Yeah, it's okay. about it's
1: about the recording of the end of the century and a push to like get a big hit album sure. after. The the highest chart hit they'd had was um, they got to like eighty eight with Sheena as a punk rocker. Yeah, um, Sheena's a
2: punk rocker, which is so funny to me because that's and that happened think, in London, right? That's where they or was no, that, it, no, no, it's, it's an American
1: oh, chart okay. position. No, they charted actually pretty well in London. It's funny to mention it, the UK yeah. uh, appreciated them a little more than than we did. Um,
2: Didn't everybody appreciate them much more than America? South America, did?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Was like yeah. Argentina, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but
0: um, those guys love brain drain.
1: So it's a. Um, <laughs> Poor brain drain. I think
0: they do. I know I'm or, sure they do. I'm sorry
1: sure they do. No, they played soccer stadiums off brain drain yeah. down south. Yeah, oh, South America loved that stuff. But um, so so Danny Fields is the authority figure that's showing the the guys what to do and and he's he is the Danny that says to do this and to do that and it's Joey writing a love song to to Linda, mm-hmm. um, his girlfriend at the time, um, before she she left him for Johnny, right. and the band soldiered on for 16 years despite that. Um, so no judgment, <laughs> things like... happen, all's fair, etc. cetera. But um, because of that, the there was a lot of discussion of making the show, making our play, uh, giving it the title, Danny says. Oh, okay. Because um, sure. uh, for the same reason that Waiting for Godot is called Waiting for Godot, like it's this, right. this sort of this thing that is uh discussed but never seen mm-hmm. um did you uh, see
2: the documentary danny says that they did on him
1: i have not seen the documentary. i no. haven't yeah, seen i just found yeah. out last night. i've seen that a little bit. Oh, okay. yeah okay.
0: I, I hear it's i hear it's really really good he's an interesting not. guy i jotted down a couple of things about him was that i know the group the the ramones um we're ex, we're excited about him because he had made not it herman's his, hermits ramones. no no, no. Got it. the herman hermits also excited about him but not for the same reason uh, that he managed the Stooges and MC Five prior to signing the Ramones, and then the funniest thing I thought, just like the sheer balls of the Ramones to say like when Danny sees them and likes them, and he says I'd like to represent you, and they're like, well, we need more gear. Will you spot us three thousand? If you can spot us three thousand bucks, which he borrowed from his mom, yeah, well, wow. uh, to buy more gear, to better gear, to yeah. uh, make an album, and it just Great. I don't know, it's just funny that instead of being like, oh yeah, totally, they're like, well. What can you do for us right now that well, you'll eventually do for us again yeah. later? I don't know. It's it suits their character. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> and it carried them through five records, you yeah. know. Or, or I think he he actually I think Is this, left. It was End of the Century, the last one. I,
1: it's it's if it's not End of the Century, it's a, in the play. It's definitely he he's fired after End of the Century. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's me kind of compressing time a little bit. Um, I, I it's around then though. It's early eighties that they let him go. Yeah, I thought it and, was. Um, I thought it was like Animal Boy around there I don't think it's that not late not that late I, but I stand to be corrected I, I've a lot of the, some expert I am. a, a <laughs> lot of the facts some expert I am but um, a, a lot of the facts kind of blur oh man um, but uh, the, this, um, I'm just
2: sitting here quiet because I got nothing guys
1: <laughs> uh, got nothing I feel like Gary Kerr comes in early on in the 80s yes um, uh, but and that's a name that just came out of a dark file in the back of my head um, but yeah, it's it's such a pretty song.
2: It's so and pretty. The
1: like the the very light percussion that begins it and mm-hmm. the, the little echo. I guess it's like two wooden blocks being knocked together or something. Oh, is it? It's just the it's, wood blocks. It's very it's very quiet. It might be like the side of a that thing where you lay your stick along the along the snare drum and just kind of hit the oh, side of it. The rim. The rim, yeah, and it's rim job. it's it's uh nope, not the phrase. Okay. Um, uh, great rim now, job shots, terrific. Now my kids can't listen to this. Sorry, the um, You know what rim jobs are? Um, well, yes, obviously it's LA. <laughs> they just can't listen to it. <laughs> Um, it's so pretty. The, the vocals are so, it's, it's, it's quintessential Joey in the sense that he yeah. sounds like he's on the verge of tears for the whole song. Yeah. He's just um, such a
2: hopeless romantic and it's everything beautiful about that kind of encapsulated in the sonic yeah. tapestry of the sure. song. You yeah. Know?
0: And you get the feeling that part of that is this may have been originally been written with some hope. And now that we can apply the history to it, it's now the tragedy. Oh, it's really heartbreaking. It's that it's that Fredo Corleone thing of like he's screaming about him being smart. Yeah. He's not gonna make it much longer, you guys. And and that's that's what I think of. To
2: be Linda and to get these songs written about you I know, right? Yeah. I gotta say when
0: I found out about the play, your play, um, and I found that the you you posted a picture or somebody posted a picture, like a cast picture. Mm Mm-hmm. I got. I, I heard about the play first, and and you know, like read a little bit about it, and you know, but just a snapshot, my own limited imagination. I didn't even think about Linda being in it. Yeah. I just thought about, oh, it's the Ramones recording this thing. But then when he posts the picture,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, there's a woman cast member. I'm like, yeah. oh my oh, god, of course, yeah. of course, and I got super excited in, oh, that, in that sort of like remarkable, like, of course you would like yeah. the, the biggest conflict in the well, band. It's, it's but I thought that was really smart
2: of their myth. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a great
1: way to put it. Yeah. It is a total inchpin of their myth, and there is a lot of myth surrounding it. Oh, and yeah. you can't get a straight answer out of anybody about exactly how it went down. So I've offered a possible version. There will be a disclaimer in the program. <laughs> really? Um, oh, yeah. Um, it's not Because it's not a history play. You know, I am not making. Sure. I didn't write a docudrama. It's a possible way these things could have gone down. Um, I like that. Guys, Richard III was actually a pretty cool king. <laughs> um, yeah, I did. He gets a bad rap. You know? One
2: thing I want to say is that I I've, you know, I've researched the ramones quite a bit oh yeah and yeah and um I, I i was just watching all these videos of marky ramone on youtube talking about the ramones and mm-hmm. one thing that there, there was this one video where somebody asked him tell us one thing about joey that nobody knows
1: he had a lot of girlfriends he had a lot of girlfriends yeah, I know. i've seen that interview i love he that. had a lot
2: of nice girlfriends <laughs> yeah. he said and i think that that is interesting because in my mind and probably in a lot of people's mind he never he never got over linda He just suffered the rest of his life, and he was just this... In solitary. He was just this sad, you know, sack who just brooded about how Johnny stole his girlfriend. But I like the idea that, no, you know, he he had a great life. He was a rock star, and he had many women that loved him very well, and... I, I love the, the idea that he got love from lots of wonderful women because he seems like a, such a wonderful man.
1: I know. I know, doesn't <laughs> uh, he? Yeah. He seems like such a sweetheart on so many you know, damaged goods, certainly. I'm but sure and, but and also horrifying stories. How um, much about of his it childhood. was really
2: just because it was Johnny and he just hated Johnny and yeah. wanted a reason to hate on Johnny, you know, that could probably be part of it.
1: It's hard to tell how much of it is how much of the rift was, um, because he really missed Linda or because he really hated Johnny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah you
0: know it's it's hard to it's one and the same. Um, I mean if you had to pick any other like if it had been Marky right. I kind of think that wouldn't have you been as bad it, I mean, it would have sucked. sucked. It would have sucked. It would have sucked
1: no question, but it would have been like yeah. all this Andy steals my girlfriend, yeah. Yeah. you know, I and it, it would have They had... probably just would have fired him. Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, right? Totally. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Well,
2: in the book On the Road with the Ramones by Monty A. Milnick, which I just finished, which is a fantastic book, um he they do talk about how um you know, there was a time when Linda and Johnny kind of weren't getting along, mm-hmm. and then Linda started talking to Joey again, and that was making Joey really happy. So it, it probably could be both things, that he really did love Linda and missed her and also had, hopefully, some really good relationships.
0: You, John, you said that the that this song, you don't have to give away too much about the show, but you said that this song plays heavily in there. Is, there more, is it like, do you have them set in the C- Tropicana Hotel writing this song? Um, I, <laughs> or is um, it... Uh, I don't want to give away too much, but you know, it's, sure. it's
1: it's it's a love song about Linda mm-hmm. okay. that is about the pressures of being in a touring band. Touring, leave. And again, I don't want to get into it too much, uh, yeah. but the um, uh, the the song figures prominently because it's the it's. The slowest original on the record, mm-hmm. "Baby I Love You," is is uh, is slower probably, but it's a Phil Spector song. Sure. Um, uh, Danny says is is really it doesn't sound like anything else in the canon. It doesn't no. sound like anything else they did before or even after. on that album. Yeah. it's kind of unique. Yeah, it's even it's even quiet for the Spectre record. The thing about the Spectre record that people discount is yeah, okay, sure, it's this guy who made the girl group sound. Is there a more kick-ass song than Let's Go, the side one closer on that record? <laughs> that song yeah. is enormous, yeah. and yeah. the drums are punishing, mm-hmm. and the guitars sound amazing, and that's, you know, flighty, airy-fairy Phil Spector at the knobs. You yeah, know, I mean, yeah. they were capable of making an incredibly loud sound with this guy, but they could also bring it down and make something very moving. The other cool thing about Danny Says is the way it it builds more yeah. than any other song. I mean, there's layers and tracks upon tracks as the song progresses. Yeah. And you're a while, you're quite a few bars in before you hear an electric guitar come yeah. in. And to or be fair, distorted guitar, anyway. when
0: we were playing the song before, just familiar, familiarize ourselves, you did, you, John did a bigger version of what I did under the table, which is just like move your hand to air guitar strum. When, oh yeah. When that came in, you, I feel like you can't not go yeah. Yeah. Like right with it. It's, yeah, moving into our feelings about it, you know, all rules. Off. It, well, it, yeah. it, it I feel builds, like that's that build yeah. is one of the things that that you don't see too often with this group. They the usually come like they in start at hundred,
1: go down to ninety five occasionally, and then go back up to hundred. Yeah. And this one really starts at fifty and then builds slowly throughout, you know, two and a half minutes or so. Cinematic. It's cinematic. It's, in cinematic. In it's mm, um. Cinematic. It's really the, then the harmonies come in at the end. That ooh
0: yeah. ooh
1: Do we have? So do you know who
0: that is? That is... I, we don't, actually. Uh, it could be Dee Dee. Because part of me feels like it's Dee Dee. Part of me wouldn't it. Put could a just be all just Joey. Me. I was thinking it might just all be Joey, but it, it doesn't... It doesn't
2: say here. I feel like... Um, I feel I'm like looking Joey at Wikipedia and it's not telling me.
0: Yeah. Unconfirmed. I'm going to say it's Danny Fields. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I also wanted to say uh, about this song that um, we all live in Los Angeles, it has always struck me every Christmas time, the lyric, uh, it ain't Christmas if there ain't no snow. It just, like, there's a little, it's a silly song in, in terms of like the depth of it comes from the emotion, not necessarily all the lyrics. Yeah. Like just like taken as lyrics it's sort of like, oh, okay, this is sort of a laundry list of what's going on in your life. Yeah. But like that one in particular just feels like, I don't know. It puts you without saying they're from New York, or at least not from Los Angeles, you're like, oh, perfect. Yeah. I get it. Well, you are not, it doesn't, yeah. it, it feels, it's weird. Everything is strange. And it's just like, I have, that one line has always jumped out of me as one of my I favorite think lines. One of the things there. that
2: their moans do very well when they're firing on all cylinders is creating a moment in time for us. Yes. It. You know, painting a picture, telling a story, telling a good story. Well, that's and, it. You know, we were talking about before, uh, the song before this, which was Danger Zone, you know, one of the things that that song doesn't do well is tell the story. It's like kind of a lame. You know, it's the, Just the, the list words of complaints. are kind of lame, you know. So
1: <laughs> there's, there's another gorgeous couplet uh, that sets a wonderful tone and scene in in the song, which is um, hanging out in 100 B, watching Get Smart on TV. Sure. Mm-hmm. And first off, 100 B, how fucking big is this hotel? <laughs> um, and and then watching Get Smart, which was on constantly yeah. in the 70s. It makes
2: sense. They would love to. Get Absolutely, smart. Yeah. <laughs> just silly
1: and just smart enough, totally. you know, to totally. and like about like Cold War espionage yeah. and and uh, but a really goofy take on Cold War paranoia. Yeah. and it it, it everything good. is on perfect. brand. It just it's perfect. Yeah, on brand. And, yeah, on and, brand. Great. and it, it and there's something about like, you know, I I I never like you know toured like this with a band, but I've I've gone on location shoots and mm-hmm. stuff and and you know, there is a ton of downtime. And, you know, you'll you'll do a 12-hour shoot, then you'll have the next day off, but you're spent. You've got yeah, right. nothing left in you. And you do just want to sit in a hotel room and watch TV all day. Mm-hmm. And it captures that, you know, the way all good poetry should, with the fewest amount of words. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it's really, it's, it's a lovely piece of work, man. Yeah. I, I you want to go on record with a love like leave? That's a love, 100% love.
2: Oh, it's such a big love.
0: Me too. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, what do you think your favorite song off this album is?
0: Um, I mentioned
1: "Let's Go" earlier just because it's um, uh, it flies in the face of the haters. It flies in the face <laughs> of people who say this isn't a punk rock record because it's so ferocious and so um, there's a uh, there's a middle eight in the song where. Phil Spector for, uh, on a rare occasion where he's working in stereo, the floor (laughs) toms go through one channel and then over here to the left channel and then back to the right channel, um, during the whole, gee, it's kind of scary out here. That whole part (laughs) in the middle there. I love that. I've always loved that. Um, I never saw them do it live. Um, but uh, let's go is is a real gem but really side one i mean look at that side one I know. yeah do you remember rock and roll radio Such i'm affected danny says chinese rock chinese return rock, of jackie she and judy like. where they cover themselves basically <laughs> yeah. and it's still good it's <laughs> still good well, and let's go. and then let's go you know yeah. i mean that's just
0: murderous row how do murderous you argue with row? that
2: rock and roll high schools on this album i mean come on it's
0: interesting it's interesting too that this was the first album that they had to write 100% from scratch and Going in with like this heavy hitter producer too. Well, I want to say it's that you know, it's a it's an interesting so position to put them in. So many punk rock
2: people, or like whatever the the idea is that the punk rock kids didn't like this album because it's just too mainstream. Blah blah blah. It's not the same. But what's more punk rock than being like we're gonna try something new? We're gonna you know we're gonna try to keep our identity. I mean I, I don't know. I think it's very punk rock that yes they tried to work with somebody way out of their comfort
0: zone. Yes. I I kind of live with the idea that. Like, when people say, you know, like, oh, this band should stop, or, you know, they should have stopped after this, It should have stopped after that, I'm like, what would you have these four people do? <laughs> what else are they going to <laughs> do? What living? else are they really going to do? <laughs> that's also a recurring the theme in the play as yeah. well.
2: insanely good. Their best? That's what I don't understand. Like, this yeah. album is so great. You know,
1: I don't, Yeah. at the time, it was, it exceeded, it was, it still was, it was their not biggest. a hit, but it was their biggest seller mm. up until that point. And then, I mean, it, it's been eclipsed by Greatest Hits Collections and such uh, sure. since
0: then, but. um,
2: But it's their, it's their best-selling yeah. Yeah,
0: original album, album yes. Yeah, uh-huh. uh i feel like this is a foregone conclusion and molly you finally get to say the words you want but yeah. the most valuable ramon
2: um, <laughs> <Phil Spector>. Daniel. <laughs> Daniel is it uh no you know, I, you know it's, it's funny you can vote that way i, 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 I can't can i won't no
0: i can't it's it's a joey it's song a joey. On, it's every a level. Joey. on every if level it's, it's... if it's not
2: joey
0: now then oh when? what yeah. are you gonna do if not yeah. now when yeah, yeah. No, it's it's really. Good. I mean,
2: I felt. I mean, I was listening to this song again to get prepared for this podcast, and I like fell in love with Joey all over again.
0: Yeah, it's all there. <sighs> it's any, all there. Any other last love letters you want to write to Danny?
2: I mean, I, I imagine kissing him <laughs> in my mind while I was like it's just so right. great. Yeah, sorry. Anyway,
1: Me too. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> totally. Sure. Well, thanks. So thank oh, I wanted
0: to say
2: really quickly, oh, yeah. uh, the Foo Fighters do do a cover of this song that it's I actually good. think is pretty good and is a little bit more on the punk rock side, and I think it's worth checking out if anybody. Yeah, you yeah. know, wants to hear this song done a little bit more raw. Still. No, that's, so that's great. For Dave great. Good for Dave yeah. Grohl. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a great choice to do a cover of this song and yeah. do it.
0: Sure. Via Foo Fighters. Yeah. Uh, before I forget, um, the play, the Twitter handle for the play is Ramon at Ramon's Play L A. At Ramon's Play. Four L. chords L. and a gun at the Bootleg Theater in Los Angeles starting in July. So if you like four Danny says. Four chords and a gun. Yep. So if you like Danny says, four chords and a gun is what to check out. And thank you also for joining us today. Please follow us on Twitter at Ramones Podcast and join us next time when we will be discussing Daytime Dilemma, parentheses, dangers of love, close parentheses, on Ramones of the Day.